A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Now that she's found a man, she feels like she doesn't need any friends anymore. Mm. Oftentimes we can find ourselves not surrounded by the people that we need, but we did encounter them at some point. We just didn't value them when we had them, right? But there's actually nothing more fulfilling than knowing that there's people that have got you. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney and we are your online sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we are going to be talking about friendships how friendships change over seasons this is actually a request from one of the sisters over on instagram Mm -hmm. so if you're not following us there you're missing out on being able to shape how the seasons of the podcast actually go so definitely go and give us a follow but they requested that we talk about how friendships can change particularly when your friends get married and so how friendships and the dynamics between your friends change as life grows and evolves right so we're going to be talking about that managing expectations letting things go (sighs) learning to adapt so moving it's going to be cute it's going to be cute but before we get into it of course we have a ding 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 dilemma and this one is quite interesting okay and i can't wait to hear everybody's opinions okay Hi sisters, I recently moved to Scotland and I just discovered your podcast. I listen to it every morning to start my day because I absolutely love it. The episode on loneliness was for me. Thank you so much for your words of encouragement and wisdom. So I'm an international student here and made the decision to be celibate and stay off anything romantic to focus on myself before moving. Mm -hmm. I met this particular guy on the school's Mm -hmm. online induction before moving and we were on the same plane to Scotland. Fast forward to a few months, he started hitting on me aggressively even after communicating boundaries several times. I recently found out that he was engaged Ah, to be married. You lie. Before before leaving Niger. And it just made me think, is that all I'm worth? A side piece to warm your bed while your wife awaits you. I have no feelings whatsoever towards him, but that thought creeps into my head even when I shake it off several times because I have had a number of relationships that turned out to be similar. It's either they cheat on me or they want to be friends with benefits am i not wife material i don't get it i'm easygoing mind my business i don't like stress i hate it in fact and i'm (laughs) self-development slash career focused it's messing my self-esteem in some type of way that i don't like wow i'm guessing that with more she wants some advice on that yeah i guess she wants some advice on first of all i guess why does she keep finding herself in this situation yeah. yeah And just some comfort to her self-esteem because, yeah, yeah, it seems like she's had some bad encounters. That's so unfortunate. You know, it can be really difficult to try and progress in life when you've literally got only a series of bad encounters as your track record. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think, though, like before we get into addressing you, addressing your self-esteem, don't think that this is an entire reflection on you and your capacity to be in a committed monogamous relationship with someone that loves you and cares for you and respects Mm -hmm. you assuming that's what you actually want um 
I don't want to start start off with men are trash, mm-hmm. um, but the men you've encountered have been trash. Let's mm-hmm. let's actually like you know, um, call a spade a spade. Some of the spades be dirty, mm-hmm. um, and that's not necessarily a reflection of you, but more so a reflection of the people that you've engaged with, right? Like. If there's one thing that I've really been saying recently is anybody is capable of anything. Mm-hmm. So even the people that we often expect to be, um, you know, full of good intentions, good people, people that want the same thing as us, oftentimes we can be bamboozled or hoodwinked by, you know, um, appearances. And it just so happens that it happens to women a lot, particularly mm-hmm. in today's world, particularly um, in this climate where it's almost, it's almost as if it's easier for people to cheat. There's so many other mechanisms by which they can be dastardly people Mm. um so i just want to recognize that i also want to acknowledge the other sisters that may be feeling a type of way and may resonate strongly with this and so far as you're focusing on everything else and it feels like you're progressing so much in everything else apart from the romantic department Mm. and it can be so discouraging and so disheartening that you start to think that there's something wrong with you Um, there is nothing wrong with you. You're not like this weird person that's always attracting, you know, bad energy because I think that's also a narrative that's perpetuated for women, right? That it's your fault that you keep picking these men and that you should be able to see the signs. And some men are actually extremely manipulative. And it is the case where many of us fall into, you know, being prey um, to a lot of these men. So I just wanted to acknowledge that for you and acknowledge that for your sisters um, out there that resonate. Um, I think addressing your self-esteem and addressing the fact that before you find the right one, usually you bump into a series of wrong ones. Mm. And I think it's also important to acknowledge that, right? Like, I don't think I know, there's very few people that I know that kind of like met the one or met the person that they'd end up with um, right off the bat, right? Just like their first relationship, that's the one. Mm. And there's very few people that I know that have, you know, not been through some kind of romantic hitch or glitch here or there. So take solace in the fact that you're not alone and that this is, it's normalized. (laughs) It shouldn't be normal, to be honest with you. It's normalized enough that other people experience this and this isn't something that's particularly unique to you. And this isn't something that you should feel should be a reflection of you either. Mm. Of course, there are signs. And, you know, I really want to de-emphasize this point. It does still need to be made um, insofar as like, you know, being aware of like red flags and thinking about some of the boundaries that you did create with this guy. Obviously you ended up ending it in the end once you found out that information. Mm-hmm. Um, but thinking about, is there any way way that you could potentially be a bit more rigorous in your mm-hmm. search for um, your partner? So the fact that he kept on, you know, pursuing you, even though you had made it clear that you were not interested, is there any point that for you, you could have like done something that was a little bit of a step above what you were already doing mm-hmm. um, to maintain that distance. Again, I want to, like highlight these points but de-emphasize them in the overarching response here because I don't want you going away feeling like this is all your fault because Mm, it's not mm. um but there are definitely some actions that you can be taking to ensure that a once you do come across these characters and now that you've actually had quite a few encounters of course you don't want to like overgeneralize but you have definitely learned a lot from your experiences that can give you some wisdom when you are navigating the dating scene um, moving forward so what were some of the red flags that you encountered with some of the other people what were some of the tactics that they used when they were engaging with you Mm. what were some of the things that they said to you that made you feel uncomfortable keeping a log of that and just being mindful as you are in um 
the dating scene and as you start engaging with men again is super super important and I actually think that you moving away being an international student this is a great opportunity for you to really like cast your pull far and wide Mm. and in essence almost start again start afresh I wouldn't see this as something that's quite negative but actually it could be something that's an opportunity and quite positive for you where you get the opportunity to date around get to know more people get to know different types of men as well Um, because sometimes our experience can also be colored by the fact that we're in the same environment again and again and when you're in a similar environment of course there's going to be folks around that are very very similar Mm. so this might actually be an opportunity for you to kind of like cast your net far and wide um and start engaging with men um in scotland that's very exciting and also congratulations to you sis for even moving moving Mm. is huge um but genuinely this is not a reflection of you this is not a reflection of who you are as a person Mm -hmm. yes there are some things that you can potentially be doing to mitigate or think about you know um when it comes to identifying red flags and um reenacting your boundaries but there's only so much you can do and take solace in the fact that a you are not alone B, romantic relationships are just one element of your entire universe and Mm. galaxy. And you have time to really like figure things out. Um, And C, you're already on a great path where you're thinking about yourself and you're actively building yourself up in other areas. I know it can be so disappointing and so disheartening, but you have so much going for yourself in all of these other departments that I personally think that it will only be a matter of time before you find somebody or you're in a space where you'll actually start finding folks that are a little bit more in alignment um, with what you want. Mm. Um, That was very long. No, it was good. It was good. (laughs) I'm going to pass it over to you. No, I think you said everything. I think it's right. Like if people want to be trifling, they're going to be trifling. And like if men are going to cheat on their partners, it's not really an indication on you and your character. Um, You're seeing a lot of the same thing. And whilst, you know, we're not going to problematize you and put you on the center of this. I think it's important to take from those experiences, Mm. any red flags that you did see um, and kind of just be wary of if you see them in the future. I think it's good to be reflective um, and just to decide, okay, what went wrong here if I did have any part to play in it then again I think it's important to remember that if somebody's gonna cheat they've already decided they're gonna cheat they're just going they're just trying to find the person that they're gonna cheat with right and unfortunately or maybe even fortunately they picked you because obviously you're attractive right and so I think it's important to just remember that whilst you cannot um I guess, dictate who approaches you and get to like decide and control who approaches you, you can control who stays. And so it's Mm. good that once, you know, you found out this information about this gentleman, you were kind of like, ah, this ain't, this isn't going to go any further. Um, And yeah, no matter how much somebody is pursuing you, I think it's important to like you, like you mentioned in this dilemma to have your boundaries and to enforce them. Um, Not everyone's going to choose to honor them, unfortunately, but it's great to know what the consequences are for that for for violated boundaries there's nothing really we can advise you to do in terms of like oh working yourself in this way at the end of the day you've just been kissing frogs and it's horrible um yeah no 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 it's very very horrible yeah and unfortunately like not everyone presents themselves in the way that they truly are um people can be manipulative they can be deceiving truth of the matter is sometimes you just have to kiss them frogs and then move on um I think also you may just want to be a bit more vigilant and take a bit of a step back and just say okay maybe 
especially since you've moved to another country right mm. it's hard to know everyone else's context and their community and kind of get their track record and get people to vouch for them because you're kind of in their turf and you may not know people around you but I think it may be good to kind of take a step back and just do a bit of CRB checks um on certain people who do approach you and find your way like like you mentioned this guy I believe you were in the same university induction so maybe he goes to like your school um it would be good to just get a group of friends around you who can basically vouch for people or have an awareness of people who are there um just so that you don't feel like you're navigating the dating world in Scotland on your own especially Mm. as an international student getting people who this is familiar terrain to them um could help you navigate it a bit easier and with a bit more familiarity um because people may be able to kind of give you some information which you just wouldn't know because you're not from Scotland if that makes sense so I would surround myself with people who I would be able to ask okay do you know this person what are they like what's going on with them um but I mean in this case this guy's fiance was really all up in another that country and like it just goes to show if somebody wants to deceive you they are going to be deceptive there's mm. nothing you can really do to stop that um I think it is unfortunate that we as women we do see the advances men make towards us and the 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 things that we get caught up in as a reflection on our self-wealth, so our self-worth, and it informs our self-esteem. Mm. Um, so it may be worth just taking a step back to really affirm yourself and get grounded in the fact that you're great, right? But I think I've said this before on the podcast, just because you're a great person, the reward for that isn't necessarily a good partner. Um, it doesn't good. It doesn't necessarily automatically guarantee that you're going to only meet good people. Bad people are attracted to good things too, you know? And, and he's not a bad person in his entirety. I mean, in this particular con- um, conversation and context, um, everyone, good, bad, good and bad for you are attracted to good things. And so just because, you know, you've done all the work doesn't mean you're a repellent for men with bad behavior if anything sometimes the, the glow you're more is attractive mm-hmm. exactly you're way more attractive and the glow is bright and so taking time to really just protect yourself and guard your heart as well and just being careful about who you allow to get access to your intimacy is important um it's great to get to know people but take time to kind of just step arm's length apart just to really be able to assess them and see what's mm-hmm. going on in their personal life and yeah, it's not it's not always easy and this is definitely not your fault. Um and I think you need to get that out of your mindset that oh, you know, you're approaching me. Is this all that I am worth? Well, yeah. absolutely not. Um this is just what people are going to try and do. Like if people are going to try and take advantage, they're going to try and take advantage and that's what it's going to look like. It's no reflection on you at all. Yeah. yeah. So take that out of your mind. Take that out as you out of your barometer for you know, your self-worth and your self-value. Um, like Renee mentioned, dating is just a small percentage of your life and the sum of it. So take it with a grain of salt, man, but keep it pushing, keep it moving. You'll meet someone nice. You'll meet someone nice. Somebody cute. For sure, for sure. But since we hope that dilemma was, well, the answer was helpful to the dilemma. And of course, the sisters are going to be in the comments, aren't you? Helping a good sis out, just giving her some advice. Have you been in this situation before? Can you shine any wisdom? Mm. Let us know in the YouTube comments and you can let us know in the Instagram comments as well, because we be everywhere. Okay. All around. And if you do want to send us a dilemma, you can send your dilemma to dilemma at twomysisters.com. All right, so let's get into today's conversation, friends. 
and changing friendships. Let's go. Yeah. Alexa play changes by Tupac. <laughs> so in terms of friendship, mm-hmm. in what ways do you think, um, actually, let me start here. Have you ever had a friendship dynamic mm-hmm. change because your friend has entered into maybe like a new relationship or a new career, um, maybe had a baby? Yeah. New milestones in life. Have they affected your friendship dynamics? All of the above. <laughs> Literally, as you listed them, I was like, yep, yep, and yep. Um, I have had all of the above and everything in between. Um, Loss, uh, friendships that are changed by the fact that folks have moved away Mm. quite far Mm. or um, some folks have moved quite close. Mm. I have had friends suffer from all sorts of just different things, difficult times as well, Mm. where folks have been um losing jobs as well as doing really well in their jobs i've had friends that have been going through breakups as well as friends that are getting married mm-hmm. um so i've had the entire gaff the mm-hmm. whole palette if you will and it's been a very interesting initially confusing time because with the change in their life especially when it comes to some of the dynamics or the relationships within their life it means that the dynamics between you two change as well mm. and in terms of being a friend to them what was once the standard has now changed. It Mm -hmm. hasn't necessarily like increased or decreased, but it's more so recognizing that their needs and my needs are different now, as well as their boundaries and my boundaries are different now. Um, And in the case of the more, I guess, I don't want to say extreme, but the more like dynamic changes of, for example, having a child or getting married, it's now recognizing and understanding that there are actually new players in the game. Um, And how do you Mm -hmm. navigate, not just like, your support and your capacity to be a friend to them but also how they rank you and how you rank them in terms of level of import not necessarily importance but more so priority Mm. um so yeah everything in between Mm. all of the above and everything in between so what sort of thing changes though like what specific things change within the friendship yeah i'll try and talk about each example because they're quite different i think holistically all of the things i mentioned but in terms of like for example a friend that may have gotten married recently Mm. or a friend that is in a really like serious relationship Mm. this one is a controversial one because we always see on twitter like social media where it's like oh this babe got a boyfriend and all of a sudden he's coming to all of the functions Mm. all of a sudden he he's popping up all of a sudden he's just in places that he doesn't need to be Mm -hmm. or all of a sudden she'll pack her bags and be like i'm going to see my man and Mm. it's like yo we're in between having fun Mm. um I think it has changed the level and the ways in which you can engage with your friend because obviously they have another priority and they're trying to build a family with that man. You cannot be, you know, your friend's husband Mm. or wife, right? Um, And it's also recognizing again that there's a new player in her life and understanding that whilst our friendship and the love between us, like the um, level hasn't changed, the intensity might need to change because to accommodate the new players, Um, And I think also there can be that initial insecurity of like, oh, now things are changing. I think change just in general um, provokes insecurity, but now things are changing between us because there's a new person. Am I going to have to fight for your love or am I going to have to compete with this person to see you, to speak to you, um, to have your attention, to have Mm. your guidance? Um, So I think the relationship one can be quite difficult, especially because we're still in a time where you know, being in a relationship sometimes can be seen as like a big prize to a woman. So it's like prioritizing that relationship at the detriment to your friends. 
um, or just creating that insecurity for the friends insofar as now that she's found a man, she feels like she doesn't need any friends anymore. Mm. Um, so there's the difficulties around that. Now, thinking about friends with um, children, even more difficult because, uh, man, having a child is so transformative to somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Like thinking about my friends, thinking about the people that are close to me that have had children, you can see it has both a visible mental psychological effect on the yeah. person to the point that beyond like actual relationships, this is a, you can't go back on this, right? This is yeah. a person that has got an actual human, yeah. a mini human yeah. that will never leave. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think it's the permanency Mm. and the genuine shift in everything around their humanity Mm. that can have a fundamental effect on that friendship, Mm. especially if there's a divergence in those experiences, Mm -hmm. right? So I haven't had kids, but my friends have had kids. Mm -hmm. And it's like, now we need to think about how we are going to actually be friends because this has actually fundamentally changed who you are as a human being. Um, So I think there's the challenges around, um, around that. Um, and then also thinking about the knock-on effects, right? Mm-hmm. Prioritization, thinking about balance, their time, their career, their money. They're mm-hmm. no longer, you know, free to enjoy and, and you know, live life yeah. because they have responsibilities yeah. now. The responsibility has changed. Um, and then thinking about the last example um, of a friend who has a new career or has moved away or something like that. Um, less intense than the first two, but still quite intense in the sense of things change, right? They have their, you know, work culture or things might change significantly in either their finances increase or decrease. It means you can't do the same things with them anymore. Um, It might actually fundamentally shift their perspective on life. Mm. Um, They might bring in new people into the fold in their life as well. That means that the time that they spent with you might decrease because they've got more people that they need to engage with. Um, So yeah, those are some of the specificities around like the very um, specific cases. Mm. But I think just part of the overwhelming um insecurities that can come when these kind of things change or things change in your friend's life is the insecurity around will i still be important to this person Mm. and will that person still be important to me Mm -hmm. um i think it's usually um the former because for somebody who is like a friend observing the transformation in another friend's life it can be quite daunting and it can actually start making you think like Am I doing enough? Mm. Am I doing too little? Mm. Um, And it's funny because you can have, having conversations with like friends around like relationships and babies and transformations and stuff like that. It can also cause you to feel as though you're quite stagnant in your own life. Mm. So when you're engaging with somebody who has had massive transformations and just great things happening to them, it can sometimes cause you to feel as though, damn, am I not moving like quick enough? Mm. Or should I be thinking about like, these kind of things in Mm. my life too. And then that can also cause um, a rift if you're not careful. So it's one of the really difficult things that we have to continue to contend with um, in adulthood. And I think it's also compounded by the fact that so many of us are also contending with the fact that these things are happening at the same time. So it's like one friend has gotten married, another friend has had a baby, another friend is doing this. And it's just like, how do I cope with the fact that so many of my friends are going through very radical transformations in Mm. their life? And I have to, as a friend, try and adapt or Mm -hmm. try to still be a friend to Mm. all of these different people and these almost competing transformations. Um, So it's complex, it's hard, and it can sometimes be really overwhelming. Yeah, and I I guess it's even more overwhelming too than when you find that 
you're also going through your own transformation and your evolution at the same time. Mm. So things in your life are changing. You may have entered into new relationships, new careers, had a child. And like, you've got to balance the fact that everyone's calendar is now competing. Everyone's priorities are now shifting and you have to both get to a place of agreement where it's like, okay, now where does our friendship stand in the mix of things? Now that everything's being shaken up, Mm. where are we putting this now? Like in terms of whether it's, you know, order of priority or just whether it's something I even want to still maintain um, and the nature of the maintenance of this relationship now and I think for a lot of us it can be challenging because especially I guess as young adults and people who've just like emerged into like the beginning of adulthood you start to think about okay things in my life are changing I'm still figuring stuff out about myself and yet you're also at an age and we've talked about this like every week for the last few weeks like you're also (laughs) at an age where you know, there is no universal normal. Like there is just a a whole bunch of people figuring things out. And some Mm. people appear to be further down the line than others. Um, But it's actually more so a mindset thing of like, okay, I can't be immature anymore. And I'm trying to get myself to this stage of maturity. And I'm trying to also transition my friendships into this new mature way of thinking in terms of like, okay, having to schedule things in and not just doing things ad hoc or like spontaneously. Mm. Um, And I think it's harder to navigate that because it requires you having a look at your friendships and kind of deciding, like I said, whether you actually still want to maintain them, but also what the nature is of maintaining it. Like before you could probably stay on the phone with your friend for like four, five, six hours. Mm. But if they don't have the time to do that and you don't have the time to do that, it can easily Uh, you can easily fall into the trap of okay just not talking anymore but it's like actually finding a middle ground and finding a variation Um, and I think unfortunately when we get older we still treat our friendships like when we were younger in terms of like we're figuring things out as we go and like things are just naturally adapting and we take it as they come like one day you know you may stop talking to a friend and you don't really think too much about it because it's like that's what naturally happens you're close to someone then you're not close to someone Mm. um you know you spend loads of time with each other and then you naturally drift I feel like those things naturally happen when you're like a teenager but as you get older it's kind of like ah to drift away from somebody who you invested you know years of friendship um into is quite actually a big problem it's actually quite a big problem um and so taking time to actually assess like okay we can't just go with the flow anymore we're actually gonna have to put some intentionality into this and put some parameters in place which means our friendship is maintained um especially as life for both of us is changing Mm. um and I like that you mentioned that you know sometimes it does probe insecurities in us and I think a lot of especially as women like a lot of us feel insecure about so many different things from our professional to our personal lives and even to you know our our own image and our own self-image and stuff like that um I think these sorts of rifts in a friendship where it's kind of like we've hit this somewhat of a collision right there's there seems to be tension Mm. here because of you know changing circumstances um I think it begins to probe at us that like like you said it makes us think am I far enough but also it starts to make us think are we on the same page anymore like is there synergy here with this friendship anymore um and people and I think it's even more awkward when you actually have to give people the room to change we've been talking about this like throughout this season giving people the freedom to evolve right and not holding them to their past and who they used to be and so you kind of think 
okay, I'm not going to hold you back from the fact that you found something new that you actually really like. I'm just trying to figure out whether I have a part in it mm. um, and whether you allow me to play a part in it. And I think that's where things become a little bit techie because you don't, you like I was saying, you can get caught up in the whole like, things are just going to naturally evolve. But now we're adults. It's like, now we actually have to have a conversation about yeah. this now. Um, and that's complicated. That's not complicated. It's awkward. Yeah, I'd say that. Like, I'd say it's awkward to sit down with someone and be like, I've noticed this. I'm trying to figure out what we're trying to do to address it. And it can feel... Yeah, no, but it, it's more so like a, okay, like what's your available, it, it can be more simple than we make it, but because we've never had to do it before, mm. it feels awkward. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Penciling things into the diary and, yeah. and making friendship feel a bit more routine and mundane mundane to mm-hmm. a degree um it does take the fun out of it sometimes but that's just the responsibility of adulthood and i think it's a dampener because your friends are usually the people who you're able to call at random times you know and depending on the nature of your friendship previously but it was for me i think okay i was able to call you at like 11 1 a.m in the morning be like girl you will never imagine what happened or like mm-hmm. let's go on a girl's trip and we just drop everything or you know we're we're just doing things. It's not recklessly, but we're young, you yeah, know, we're yeah, young yeah. and we're free and we, we had nothing tying us down. And now it's like, ah, uh, we've got jobs, we've got partners, we've got kids, we've got mortgages, we've got rent, we've got all these like commitments. Yeah. We can't do that stuff anymore. And it's kind of like, oh, have we lost the spark? Like, have we lost the spark that was in our friendship? And I think like with a romantic relationship or with the romantic partner, I feel like the spark stays alive because you keep you keep it alive right and you keep creating those moments of magic but Mm. they now have to be planned I think the sparks were exciting before because you never knew when they were coming but now you get to a friendship a part in your a point in your friendship when seasons do change that this the sparks have to be created and they have to be maintained and that's it feels less natural it feels less exciting but if you want your friendship to be maintained you can't rely on sparks that probably aren't going to happen because your lives are no longer full of adventure and spontaneity and it's not that you can't have moments like that but those moments have to be planned and I don't know how comfortable each of us we all are with that I think a lot of us don't really like the idea of like planning our friendships and yeah. having to like show up to our responsibilities in that area. Yeah. Um, but it's an adjustment we have to make if we want our friendships to work whilst the rest of our lives are getting busier and more serious, really. There's nothing more awkward than saying, oh, when are you available? Can we do something next week? And the person's like, it's going to have to be two months from now yeah. on, you know, September the 5th at this particular yeah. time. Because I think many of us can see that or perceive it as like a, this person really doesn't want to hang out with Mm. me. I think sometimes the interpretation as well, when things are changing and because there's a, not necessarily misalignment, but more of a divergence between priorities and life and all the kind of things that we're dealing with individually, Mm. it does feel that if this isn't translated well, it will get mistranslated. And many of us, because we we tend to be... um, not necessarily self-absorbed, but because we're focusing on ourselves quite a bit and we um, interpret a lot of these behaviors and um, a lot of these realities through the lens of ourselves, Mm -hmm. it can be quite disappointing or quite Mm -hmm. damning when you don't get to hang out with the friend that you used to hang out with Mm -hmm. all the time. Like it's a real adjustment. And I think 
it's really unfortunate because friendships are one of those things that we tend to normalize, as you said, normalize letting go of. Like when we think of romantic relationships, there's so much literature and so much stuff that's uh, um, geared towards how do we keep that flame alive when yeah. it comes to our romantic partners? Yeah. And it's like, man, I wish we had more stuff on. How do we keep our friendships alive mm. um, above and beyond when we were young? Because I'm a big nerd, love research and stuff like that. And I've literally just been looking so much into loneliness right now because I think it's such a thing that we're all dealing with in this time, especially at this time where it feels like everyone is hyper-connected, but not everybody is like super intimate. Mm. And it's so sad to read research or blogs or articles. And again and again, this whole notion of regret around close relationships and not necessarily romantic relationships but community relationships mm. friendships and the recurring theme was always around the fact that all of these older adults or slightly older folks wish that they had invested more time and invested more effort mm. into maintaining those relationships and don't get me wrong it doesn't mean that you have to have like 10 million friendships it means actually the friends that you you know you've been riding with the close circle of friends that you may have now it means being committed to doing life with them and I think sometimes we can stop that quite short like we don't imagine life with our friends beyond say like 30 we think we're going to get married or like have kids or you know get the job and then our kids our um, friends fit around that mm. or they fade away but what does it look like when we're super intentional about pursuing our friends above and beyond all of the responsibilities that life throws at us all of the new people that come into our lives mm. all of the various um, transformations that we have to undergo like genuinely especially as women it's so important now more than ever before to make sure that we actually cultivate friendships that are intentional and last the test of time mm. and it makes me think of you know look our aunties and the generation before us yeah they got a lot of things wrong <laughs> a lot of things wrong um but there's a couple of things that i think they got really right and the semblance of community and this essence of even the fact that there are folks that are i am not related to that i call auntie mm -hmm. Those kind of things I really think are important for us to hang on to in mm. the midst of all of these transformations and in the mm. midst of all of this turbulence in life. Mm. Because, man, there is nothing more. There's nothing more fulfilling than knowing that you've actually I know we bang up on about community so much, but there's actually nothing more fulfilling than knowing that there's people that have got you and it's tough and it's hard and it's awkward and it's un uncomfortable, but I think it's necessary, mm. which is why we need to push through and make sure that we can cultivate these relationships beyond time because things will leave in mm. life. Things will leave. There's so many stories that I've read of like, and just stories from engaging with older folks, right? Where, you know, their partner has died or some kind of like loss has happened in their life. I think sometimes when we think about like changes in like friendships and stuff like that, we often think about all of the really good stuff, which is amazing. But then I also think about some of the transformations that can lead to excessive loneliness or mm -hmm. sadness. Mm -hmm. And that's when you really need your friends more than ever before. Mm -hmm. Like heaven forbid you get older, 60 70 your partner dies mm -hmm. it's like if you have made your partner your idol mm -hmm. that means everything completely crumbles mm -hmm. or you know when the kids get older and you know the the nest is empty mm -hmm. right what are you going to spend your time doing mm -hmm. hanging out with your friends yeah. and i think that man it's difficult to get the balance right but it's because of these realities that we really do need to spend significant time working things out with our friends yeah i completely agree i think it we haven't, I mean, that's the whole reason why this community exists, right? Like we haven't 
accurately put enough value on friendships and friendships can often seem like they don't have to be about lifelong commitment um but I think friendships can be about lifelong commitment and finding people who no matter the seasons that change they stay consistent Mm. um and I think developing a consistency can be very very hard like because it just requires some discipline and some effort and some sacrifice but I do think it's quite unrealistic to think that the nature of your friendship is going to look the same in every season Mm. because I do think people are going to make different things their priorities in different times of their lives I think the consistency here isn't necessarily the same intensity of friendship all the time um I think of like keeping a fire alive like there are different natures of it there's you know this burning fire wood kind of keeping that fireplace going 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 and then sometimes there's just a little you know tea light candle (laughs) and it's like you know what as long as the fire stays burning and there's some semblance of like warmth here and Mm. welcoming and safety and um love and passion and and an appreciation for each other the size may change depending on what's going on but we we both have to do enough work to at least keep that little flame alive and Mm. I think like you said a lot of us learn that about romance because romance is all about passion. Romance is all about commitment. It's all about dedication. But actually platonic relationships require, I would, I would say just as much, just in a different nature um, of effort. And do we put enough effort into that? I don't think there's enough literature. I don't think there's enough emphasis. I don't think, especially in a Western world, like that there is enough emphasis on how much you need other people and how much other people actually matter to your story so it's not just about you know ah we got along here and our you know fun times giggles and personality actually sometimes it's about like you were saying like who's there to support you when you need the support Mm. whether it be resources time attention care um but also companionship and sometimes fighting for your friendships are necessary is necessary especially when it feels like life and its natural uh progressions is trying to pull you apart um but it takes a lot of hard work and like I don't think a lot of people are willing to put in the hard work because friendships just don't seem worth it mm. um the amount of effort that it seems to require and I think sometimes it's easy even to listen to this podcast sometimes and be like friendships don't take all that but the truth is they actually do like if yeah. you think about the high turnover some people have when it comes to friendships it's absolutely ridiculous like getting a new friend all the time in new seasons it's new, new friends bestie. it's new friends exactly and it's like actually you can maintain your old friends even though you may not be at the same stages of life Mm. but I do think there is something to talk about here in terms of surrounding yourself with people who can at least relate to the season of life you're presently in Mm. because I think that that also brings like a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of resource to you when you're in the thick of it so like if it's you know colleagues um you know peers who are in the same field or at least climbing um around the same level of like the 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 career ladder as you are and whatever nature it is um but also people if you are like married let's take the marriage example because that was what was actually requested Mm. if you are getting married I think it's helpful to have people who are married around you. And if you feel like the majority of your friends are not married, I do think it's worth searching out new friends who are married, who can kind of help you navigate that new season. I think where we go wrong with that though, is as much as that's wise, it doesn't mean discard your single friends. And Mm. I think oftentimes people who have not 
progress to the level that you are at. You can kind of think, oh, they're not useful anymore. They may derail me, but it's not that they're behind you. They're still your peers. They're still standing beside you. You're still, you know, on this same kind of horizontal plane. Um, It's just, there's a difference now. And I think as women, it can be so... um tempting to see ourselves changing in life and thinking I'm maturing I'm getting better I'm getting further in my growing growing journey I'm gonna just leave y'all behind because you may you know you're not on the same page as me but the truth of the matter is you need diverse thought around you and I, I think single people often get a bad rep when they're around married friends and it's like this is a ridiculous dynamic, mm. you know, to have. Just because you have, you're married doesn't mean you only need married friends. And just because you're single doesn't mean you only need single friends either. Um, but I do think the two do affect your friendship dynamic because, you know, now now you're, you're competing, not competing, but now time, you, you need, you require time and attention. Um, but now this person's time and attention needs to go to multiple places. And getting to that place in your mind where you're kind of like, okay, whilst especially if you are the person experiencing change, realizing that, okay, whilst the dynamic may change, it doesn't mean that these people need to be discarded because it's important to have friends who can carry you through each season and lend to you a lot of wisdom, but also a lot of help because you just don't know what's coming up in the future. Mm. You don't know what lies down the road. And for the majority of people, we come to the realization that you need more people you actually need more help, you need more network, you need more uh, hands to the plow when it comes to the things that you're trying to get done. And oftentimes we can find ourselves not surrounded by the people that we need, but we did encounter them at some point. We just didn't value them when we had them, right? And now we find ourselves wishing and longing and thinking about what could have been. Um, And I think that there is that kind of the one that got away with friendship. Like, I think that there are there are people who we don't appreciate in the present moment, but we can allow, you know, friendships to so sit on the back burner that we can forget uh, this this requires my honor and this requires my love and my attention too. And yeah, so I think it's, it's twofold. Like, there's a people who feel like they may be left on the back burner because their friends have new priorities, right? And yeah, I do, like, I will say there is a valid reason to feel like that but I do think it requires a lot of communication on your part about your real feelings and then there are the people who have experienced the change and I think it also requires communication for you to basically say this is what's going on in my life now I actually don't know how to handle all these new relationships or all these new responsibilities and I'm gonna need your help what do you actually require from me and I think we don't want to ask people what they actually want we just want to guess in in a attempt to kind of show I know you enough and I'll give I'll try to think about how I can give you what you want without asking you what you want just so that I can prove to you how much of a priority you are to me mm-hmm. and I think that's why sometimes we we start shooting and we keep missing hoops because we actually don't know what the hoop is and we don't even know what the ball is because we're just unaware of this situation and I think it's important to sit down with your friends and be like what do you actually need what do you feel like is missing and let's actually find a common ground here where both of us at least feel like I'm not overstretching my myself but you're also still getting what you need and you're still um receiving the fact that I do find that you're important to me because I think we can hold those nice sentiments in our heart right this person is important to me I know that in my heart but is that being communicated to them through your actions probably not right and you may be thinking because you're so caught up in the busyness of your life you may be thinking oh no they get it they know they're important to me no 
they actually don't, right? Um, and it's not your fault. It's your, it's just something that, it's your blind spot. That's what I'd say. It's a blind spot. So I think it's worth sitting down with your friends and being like, help me identify kind of the blind spots I have in this friendship, whether it's, you know, not calling enough, not speaking enough, not whatever it may be. And I think as the person on the receiving end of that conversation, you also have to be willing to have empathy, compassion, and understanding that this person's also going through a lot of change outside of you. And I like that earlier in the episode, you were talking about like decentering yourself, like it's important to remember this person is probably not doing anything to try and inflict harm on you, but you may have been caught in the crossfire of them just figuring life out and genuinely just trying to adjust to adulting. Um, So it's worth kind of just being open, honest and vulnerable about how you're feeling, but also not coming down too hard because no one's going to get everything right all the time. Um, And this is, this is a challenge for you to both figure out together. How do you actually outline your expectations to people and how do you manage your expectations in terms of like self-regulating? How do you actually manage your expectations of your friends whose lives are changing and as your life changes as well? I think the first thing to do is focus on that decentering thing mm-hmm. um, that we often talk about. I think that sometimes, sometimes it can be very difficult to enact the decentering like we can think of it mentally and it's like a the next time that I engage with this person I'm going to be empathetic and I know what they're going through it's easy to rationalize based on theory or mm-hmm. rationalize when you're by yourself but when it comes to enacting that decentering it can be really really difficult mm. so I think this actually requires you to step outside of yourself in action um and I think we can the natural response would be, you know, have the conversations with your friends, outline the expectations, think about where you guys can, you know, come to agreements and think about, you know, forward planning, all of that kind of reasonable stuff. I feel like we've gone to that place in the podcast where folks can almost anticipate our answer on that front. Um, one thing that I would like to add to that would probably be you've got to work through historic poor moments Mm. so i would say this would actually be a great point for you to reflect on some of the really dark times in your friendships and your relationships reflect on like what were the emotions what were the miscommunications because i think sometimes we can be so like quick to try and move on or quick to try and like okay how are we going to tackle this and how are we going to put in those structures and systems to like fix it i think this would actually be a great time to really dig deep into what went wrong um so like even thinking about like friends that may be going through a lot of stuff It may be that there was miscommunication, misunderstanding. That person felt particularly lonely. The way that you phrased this was poor. Go through the historic moments in your friendships, which haven't been that great, and try and find ways of understanding like what were the divergences and what led to that, um, as well as what are the differences in interpretation. Because I think that most people, if you're in a friendship with someone, it's usually that each person has the best interest of the other person at Mm -hmm. heart. So let's assume that both of you have good intentions for each other. How did that intention become miscommunicated? What were the differences in opinion or what were the factors that led to that divergence in understanding and work through that? I think those are like, that's the first thing that you need to do as friends is let's reflect on what were the poor points? What happened? Mm -hmm. Why did this happen? How did this make you feel? Mm -hmm. And really sit with this whole how does not just their transformation make you feel but the implications for how they engage with you how does it make you feel then you can start doing the more kind of like logical things around like okay calendar and prioritization and um thinking about how you can like augment that relationship so that you get to 
show love to each other and also have love shown back to you. Um, I think it's also a great opportunity for you to reflect on your life and for your friend to reflect on their life too individually um, and think about what are some of the key changes or differences in their life and how that actually has implicated what they do and how they do it. So for, you know, friends that have had babies, fundamental shift communicating that you know this is a human that I have to care for and that I love dearly and will have to prioritize over you but that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't love you it just means that there's more to my life right now that I actually need to you know focus on Mm -hmm. getting that translation down and making sure that you yourself are also aware of that um, is super important and then also reflecting on some of the transformations that are either in your life presently or are upcoming so if you are engaged to be married taking people through the process of the transformation can actually do so much in making sure that those relationships remain firm Mm -hmm. sometimes it can feel that when you're not necessarily intentional about taking people through the process, but they're viewing the transformation, that can cause distance and strain in a relationship. Mm. So if you are going through, you know, an engagement, for example, keep your friends close. They will actually be able to help you throughout that process. Or if you are going through the process of, you know, you're pregnant, for example, or you are, you know, about to have a baby or, you know, those kind of things, even though there's divergence in the experience, your friends are actually here to support you. So feeling like you can actually come to them and carving out some time and carving out some mental space to actually draw on your friends whilst you're going through the process of transformation will do wonders because people are not left guessing. I think sometimes when we allow absence or distance to creep up in our friendships and relationships in general, that's what can cause um, or rather facilitate misunderstanding. That's what can um, facilitate bad intentions. That's what can facilitate this whole idea of a person. It's difficult for a person that is absent to advocate for themselves. So try and be present and try to allow people to be present for you throughout the process of the transformations that you're experiencing in your life. Um, And I'd also say, try and bring like when you do have um, friends that are going through divergent processes or just divergent transformations try and bring them into the new communities that you are um, engaging with I think sometimes we can have this hesitation to like bring our friends together from like different places or different life experiences but where you have the opportunity to bring your friends together and try to foster up that level of community so people don't feel left out so for example if you are the person that is about to give birth if you're going to have a baby shower try and bring your friends together the ones that are pregnant the ones that have kids the ones that don't have kids um if you are about to um have something big happen in your career or if you're having some kind of like party where you can bring a plus one bringing your friend to these kind of um, experiences is really important when you're ready obviously don't overdo this one because sometimes it can be so annoying you know that person that just has the boyfriend and brings them to Mm -hmm. everything and everyone but doing things where you know you introduce your boyfriend or your partner to your friends right it reckons with and hits head on this whole notion of absence and distance now that person feels close to your community they feel close to your process they feel close to the things that are happening around you Mm -hmm. and they become not just one you know relationship and one friendship but then they become part of this network and this community of people that you have around you I think is a really really great way and then also I would say have a commitment to change. I love that you talked about the fact that sometimes we can have this stagnant conception of relationships or this idea that, you know, friendships are, because they're lesser in value, we don't necessarily have to continue to work at it like we would a traditional romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. I think committing to the fact that you will have to change 
will co- like completely transform the way that you behave. Suddenly there's more grace when your friend flops you. Suddenly there's more grace when they're sharing things about themselves and their experience that you don't understand. Suddenly you're actually researching into, you know, these experiences that you not you haven't had personally, but you can actually be a resource to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like you don't have to have been a pregnant person or to, you don't have to have had a baby mm. to understand or be empathetic towards your friend that is currently pregnant mm. or having a baby. That's human empathy. Mm-hmm. There are some overarching emotions and some overarching means of um, showing support and love that don't necessitate you going through the same experiences as your friend. Yeah. Anyone can show empathy. Anyone can show love. Anyone can show care. Yes, it might be limited by the fact that you don't have firsthand experience. However, as a friend, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't do those things or do um or be that person for your friend so be committed to changing as your friend changes right like if they are going through significant transformations do your research like it's actually not that hard if your friend is pregnant it's okay to look at a couple of you know baby things things about children Mm. um who knows you might even be the friend that you know later on when she wants to go out you might babysit if that's something that you're interested Mm. in or if that's something you're happy to do Mm. you might be the person that whilst um sis is like feeding her baby she calls on there's a lot of mothers um who feel lonely or feel like they can't really speak to anybody because you know they're around their kid 24 7 um friends are working or folks don't understand you can be that listening ear um coming back to the original um suggestion for the episode being married is not a death sentence it doesn't mean that you don't speak to your friend again it doesn't mean that you know um you're not going to be able to understand or relate to anything that they say or do it just means that you might have to do your research in the areas that you don't have developed from personal experience Mm -hmm. um so i think it's that commitment to change that commitment to morph in the same way almost that we do in a romantic relationship right as you know tastes change or as your partner changes you have that dedication to i'm going to learn more about you because Mm -hmm. i love you and i care about you irrespective of these changes i think we should apply at least a degree of that to our friendships Mm. and try to do our best to be understanding and in the places where experience lets us down there's always knowledge but then Um, what do you do in the rare instance where that change doesn't align with your evolution and your transformation but when we say not align like so for example the example uh what you said about like Okay, if you're f- like your friend is a mother and they need more time f- time from you for help, what if your schedule now, say if you're now growing in your career, doesn't allow for it? I think then in that particular example, yeah. I think the community point was probably the most important. Mm-hmm. So like them now that I'm part of like your wider community, mm-hmm. even if I'm not particularly like available time wise, then there might be another person within the community mm-hmm. that you can now engage with on their behalf Mm -hmm. to share as a resource. Mm -hmm. So rather than saying, oh, I'm busy, I can't help you, sorry. It's a, I'm busy right now. I would love to do it at a later time. Mm -hmm. Right now though, the alternative of, I know there's this person in your community Mm -hmm. or this friend of ours that, you know, we mutually share that you Mm -hmm. might be able to draw on in that particular Mm -hmm. um, opportunity. So I think it's less so about like the rare moments of misalignment, but more so about the effort behind it and the sentiment behind it, because those moments are always going to happen. There's always going to be some kind of like misalignment. There's always going to be something that prevents us from showing up for our friends in the way that they want. But I think at least being proactive enough to suggest 
help mm. or still demonstrating that I care about mm-hmm. you in that is- instance, even if you have to reject them, is mad important. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that's spot on. Um, I think misalignment isn't necessarily rare. I think it it actually, like you said, it is going to happen. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, it really is about sentiment and being able to communicate to your friend that not just in words, but through action, through deeds, through thought that like, I am actually here for you. I am rooting for your success, even if we are on what appears to be different parts or at just different stages of life. Um, and as I think the the greater thing here is friendship really is about sacrifice. And I think the more you kind of get an acceptance of that fact, the more you realize, okay, you know, I'm a bend here. You know, I don't think you should allow anyone to like, break you break like push past any boundaries but I do think it's important with your friends especially the more you love someone to just realize okay there's some adaptation I can do here and a bit of bending that I'm gonna have to do which they just can't they just can't do you know maybe I'm the one who's gonna have to be flexible on the schedule because their schedule is rigid you know um and I think that those things shouldn't it it shouldn't now become one-sided forever I think you also realize that I just have to do it now, but later on, I'm actually going to need them to do it for me as well. Kind of having that long, long sightedness to say like, this is just basically creating a a culture within our friendship, which is, okay, when you need me, I'm there. Even if it's not 50-50 right now and it's more 80-20, I'll do the 80, you do the 20. But when I need to put in, I can only put in 20, I'm going to need you to show up to do the 80 as well. So kind of just extending the olive branch at that point and hoping that in the future, if you ever do need it, it is extended to you as well. Because I'm sure there are other areas in your life where they probably need to overcompensate more than you do. Um, Well, not areas in your life, but areas in your friendship where they do more than you probably do as well. Ah, friendships are hard. Friendships are, they can be easy. They can be. They can be easy, but they they can be complicated as well. So hopefully that those those practical dips and kind of the understanding that these things actually do happen. Like it's not rare. It's not rare. In fact, it's more common that and everyone's going to go through it for you to experience some kind of distance and drifts within your friendships um, at times where life is pulling you in different directions and that's causing a bit of tension it's just about holding on really to the friendships that you believe are you know they mean a lot to you and that the people that you love and it's easier said than done but it's worth the work it's worth the work and it's worth building that community around you of people who you can trust and even if their life is changing and your life is changing you can bring that change together and it's actually beautiful to see the differences in life parts and being able to stand beside someone and celebrate them and celebrate with them as things are changing and they'll be there to celebrate with you as well or mourn with you cry with you whatever the change may be it's just having somebody there companionship as renee said so not my mic wanted to run away so sis we hope that this uh, episode was helpful it was enjoyable you can obviously chime in the conversation by following us on social media we are absolutely everywhere if you search at to my sisterhood you're gonna find us all right so on instagram twitter tick tock on the clock you can find us at to my sisterhood so come and give us a follow but you can also follow us individually and follow our personal glow and grow journeys the lovely lady in the red on my right is at renee kapuku and i am at cd boating
Awesome. And of course, if you want weekly tips, and I mean weekly tips, the sisters have really been enjoying. So make sure you sign up to our mailing list so you don't miss your weekly drop of the Glow and Grow tips. Now, sisters, we hope you enjoyed the episode. And as ever, we will be back next week with another episode. But until then, keep glowing and growing. Ciao, ciao. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.